Hey there, we are in day two of session four of the Never Alone Bible Study. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's title is He Authored the Bible. A common way to describe the words of Scripture is God breathed. But I wonder if we've ever paused to consider the magnitude of this. What does the term God breathed mean to you? When we hold the Word of God in our hands, we are holding the very words, the Holy Spirit, God's divine revelation of Himself to humanity. Gracious, that is miraculous, and yet I know how often I take it for granted. For example, I'm prone to scroll social media more than I'm prone to scroll my Bible app. I search for inspirational words written by friends more than I search for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit through Scripture. I can justify this by telling you that most of you, most of whom I follow is for gospel-centered goodness. And that is true, except for when I'm searching for decorating inspiration, as you now know. But there is only one way to become more of the spirit-filled and spirit-led mom that I long to be. Like we discovered previously, it is by letting the Word of God dwell in me richly not barely, richly. So let's open our Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and read verses 16 through 17. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So notice how Paul opened this passage. How much of the scripture is God-breathed? All, right? All of it. The word all reveals the danger in heeding the parts of the Bible we like and throwing out the parts we don't. If Paul taught that every last word is breathed out by God, what makes us believe we have the authority to to discard what we disagree with or don't like? What did Paul say scripture is useful for? And what is the closing so that of this passage. So Paul tells us that the scripture is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the Bible is telling us that we are equipped for every good work. Everything that we need is in God's word. The Bible equips us with instruction, trains us in discipline, aligns our thoughts and actions with God's, and prepares us for the work God has planned for us. The Bible exists, at least in part, so that we may be complete or know the salvation offered to us in Christ and be equipped to walk out our salvation by doing the good work He planned for us. Think specifically about your parenting for a moment. How dependent are you upon scripture to be equipped for the work of God in your role as a mom? What keeps you from dependency? Eugene Peterson's paraphrase of 2 Timothy 3, 16-17, beautifully in the message paraphrase, affirming that inerrancy, essential, essentiality, excuse me, and sufficiency of scripture. It says, every part of scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth 
exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word, we are put together and shaped for the task God has for us. Scripture shows us the truth that Jesus Christ did for us. I'm sorry, y'all. What is going on with me today in my reading? Scripture shows us the truth that Jesus Christ did for us what we could never do for ourselves. The Holy Spirit melts our hearts with the grace of the gospel through Scripture. It is from this radical grace that we are open to having our, our rebellion exposed and our choices corrected. This radical grace breeds gratitude that makes us want to be trained to live God's way. Through scripture, the Holy Spirit equips and shapes us for the task God has for us. Do we believe? Gosh, what is, uh, what is wrong with me today? Do we live like that's true or do we mostly try to keep ourselves together and shape ourselves into the parents we long to be outside of scripture all right so now we're going to read second peter second peter verses one second peter chapter one verses 20 through 21 Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Okay. So who were the prophets carried along by as they spoke from God? The Holy Spirit, of course. Just as a kite is carried along by the wind and goes nowhere without the power and direction of the wind, so the prophets were wholly reliant on the power and direction of the Holy Spirit, who is symbolized by wind in Scripture. To speak from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit means that the genuine words of the authors were also the genuine words of the Spirit. In 2 Peter 1.21, Peter affirmed that Scripture was not conceived or created by man's imaginings, but rather it was communicated through man under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. God chose to involve people in the production of the Bible, but the Spirit is responsible for every word recorded in Scripture. This is how we can know that the Bible is the inerrant and sufficient word of God. It's God breathed. There's a profound connection between the word and the spirit in our lives. The Holy Spirit is not only the one who inspired scripture, but is the one who illuminates the word and helps us apply it. So the things we often overlook about the word is that the spirit is always present, illuminating the words of scripture and empowering us to apply it. We need the influence of the spirit to experience the power of scripture. For example, I love gathering with and speaking to groups of women who have read my books or studied and want to have a conversation about what they read or what they read. I love knowing what's resonating and what's raising questions. 
Likewise, I know how much I love listening to other authors speak about the messages woven into their writing. Hearing directly from the author is special because you learn things you might have missed or overlooked in your reading. Or maybe you read something but didn't fully understand what the author intended to teach. But then you hear someone speak about it and there is a new depth to what you learned. On a much greater scale, this is a lot like what the Holy Spirit does. He didn't just author the Bible as we study God's Word. The Spirit speaks to us about it. There is no greater parenting book you will ever read than the Bible. And you have direct, unlimited access to the author himself. So, what are some of the topics that typically lead you to turn to parenting books or podcasts for help? How likely are you to turn to scripture about that topic as well? What is your hesitation, if any? Um, I would have to say that for me, sometimes when I have a specific problem, I want to try to find an expert on that specific problem instead of going to the Bible because I think we often think, well, the Bible is not going to be able to answer that question that I have or that problem that I have, but that's not true at all. The Bible will can and will and does address every life issue that we could possibly think of. We just have to get in the Word and look for it. Um, not that there's anything wrong with, um, you know, going to other experts and stuff, which we will, I think we'll talk about later in this lesson, but God is the ultimate expert. He's the one that created us, created us. He knows the ins and outs. He knows our future. He knows our past. So he is ultimately, you know, the one that we need to be looking to in his word for the answers. So obviously this isn't to say that we don't need to glean wisdom from parenting experts and those who have studied scripture to help us be gospel-centered parents. The Holy Spirit is still very much in the business of speaking through people to help us grow in our understanding and relationship with God. But do we elevate talks and books above what the Holy Spirit wants to teach us or do in us directly through the Bible? I know many mamas who say they lean toward books over the Bible because they don't feel equipped to unpack what they read or know how to teach it in their children. But this is even more motivation to welcome the Spirit into your study. Holy Spirit, illuminate what you inspired is a good prayer to start with. So now let's open our Bibles to 1 John chapter 2 and we're going to read verse 27. So that is 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. And it says this, But you have received the Holy Spirit, and He lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what He teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as He has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. Mamas. A glorious part of our feeling is the Holy Spirit clarifying and coaching us in what we read in Scripture. This anointing is so powerful, in fact, that John said we do not need anyone to teach us. 
This absolutely doesn't mean we shouldn't continually seek to glean wisdom from pastors and teachers or study the Bible in community with our sisters in Christ. It simply means don't neglect the spirit in you who also wants to do this for you. This is an unbelievable benefit to having the Holy Spirit. This also means you have what it takes to communicate truth to your children because the Holy Spirit in you enables you to teach them. Moses commanded the Israelites in Deuteronomy 6, 6-9, and the same command applies to us today. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts, impress them on your children, talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and buy them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So think of a time when something you read in scripture specifically spoke to a struggle in your parenting and explain how God worked in that situation. I'm trying to, I'm sitting here just trying to think of a situation. Um, I can't really think of a specific situation right off the top of my head but my husband and I do often pray for wisdom all right the book of James says that if anyone would ask for wisdom and have faith to receive it that they would receive it and so we are often asking for wisdom and knowing how to parent our children because sometimes we just don't know and we feel so ill-equipped and so incompetent um, especially in this day and age and how our children are growing up in the world that they're growing up in. It's just so different. So we do have to constantly reach for the Lord for wisdom. So let him help you. If we want to better understand God's word, we need the discernment of the Holy Spirit. For example, when we read scripture and a verse jumps off the page at us, maybe even a verse we've read before, but we now see something new in it. That's the person of the Holy Spirit showing us exactly what he knows we need to read in that moment. It's why we can read the same verse a hundred times and have the Holy Spirit illuminate something new every time. God's word is inexhaustible. When we are comforted, when we are comforted by scripture, that's the person of the Holy Spirit applying the living word to our hurting hearts. When we are convicted by scripture, that's the person of the Holy Spirit our sanctifier, applying the living word to our rebellious hearts. When we are strengthened by scripture, that is the Holy Spirit, our strengthener, applying the living word to our feeble hearts. Reflect on times when you experience the Holy Spirit illuminating or applying scripture in one of these ways. There have been so many times in my life where I have been reading scripture and it literally looks like it jumped off the page like in my face like it's so amazing how god's word can do that because we know that it's alive and active as we're about to read in hebrews 4 12 right that's what makes the word of god special right that's what makes that time with god so special is that when he speaks directly to us and we know that he's speaking directly to us um it's so amazing, right? Just to have that kind of relationship. So Hebrews 4.12 says this, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, 
Cutting between soul and spirit, between joy and marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. The word translated as powerful in this verse is the source of the word energy. But this we know that the spirit of the living God works in and through scripture to expose what's below the surface. But it doesn't expose us to shame us. It exposes us to free us. It lays bare that which is in our hearts that isn't in alignment with God's righteous requirements. That is the work of the spirit through God's word so that we may know and have life to the fullest. But we have to actually open, study, and marinate in the Word if we want Him to illuminate it. If we go to Scripture as a box to check rather than an opportunity for God, for God to sharpen and refine us, we will miss out on what the Spirit wants to do in us and for us. So how does this empower my parenting? The extent to which we know God's word and spirit to be vital is the extent to which our relationship with Jesus will be vibrant. The word is Christ in an ultimate sense. The Bible centers on the Son, and the ministry of the Spirit exalts the Son as we read the Bible. The Holy Spirit awakens us to the beauty of Jesus in the word of God, and that is the most beautiful gift of all. As mamas who long to display Christ to our children, let us approach Scripture with the same prayer as the psalmist who wrote in Psalm 119.18. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. In that posture, we welcome the Holy Spirit to illuminate the words He alone inspired, and we can be sure He will show up to help us apply His instruction in our parenting and instill His word in our children. What an what an extraordinary gift the Holy Bible is. The Holy Spirit authored it, illuminates it, opens our hearts up to it, and empowers us to obey it. Amen. Amen. Okay, I hope that you're encouraged by today's lesson and that you're inspired to dig into the Word of God so that it can help you in your parenting and everyday life. Be sure to join us next time for another episode of Never Alone Bible Study here on the Raising Tiny Disciples podcast. Thanks for listening to the Raising Tiny Disciples podcast. Keep tuning in each week to get encouragement to confidently disciple your kids in everyday life.